Welcome to the Swim Swim Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, I've got a very special guest. He is a senior at Princeton this year, and with uh, the Ivy League not competing this year, he is he's, he's taken on a new challenge, and we're going to get all into it today in this episode. We've got Princeton senior Matthew Marquardt. Hi, Coleman. Thanks so much for having me today. So let's just dive right in. I'm going to give some background and then I'm going to hand it over to Matthew. This is the deal, people. Uh, Matthew's a senior at Princeton. Since the Ivy League canceled winter sports and he therefore lost the season, he decided to take on a new challenge. Uh, in fulfillment of a life dream, Matthew's riding his bike across the country by himself. Uh, <clears throat> this idea, while crazy to most, doesn't shock anyone who knows Matthew. Uh, he's doing it to raise money for be- for pediatric cancer treatment through St. Jude. Currently, you are on day nine. Uh, I just finished day eight. Just finished day eight. Uh, it's expected to be 23 days total. By the time this goes up, um, I'm thinking it'll be a little, a couple days down the road. But we want to get this up as quick as we can. Uh, you're you're covering about 100 miles a day. You started in San Diego. Uh, you're, where are you tonight? So right now I am in Fort Stockton, Texas, Okay. Uh, on the Western side of Texas. So I've got probably seven days, uh, still to go before I get through Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but, um, Texas is big. You're on the West side of Texas. Your dad's driving the route, staying with you at hotels each night. Um, and the goal is to raise $23,000. I'm, I'm assuming a thousand for each day of the trip. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, so, so without any further ado, um, Matthew, tell us about this trip. Tell, tell us how this formulated in, in lieu of, you know, your swim season this year and, and let's, let's get into it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I guess the, the idea, I guess, was really seated in my mind, um, back in high school, uh, at the time I was a multi-sport athlete, I was swimming and doing cross country and, uh, also tri- triathlons during the summers and I don't know I guess at that point in time I uh, first learned about a bike race called Race Across America which is actually a, a race I'm not doing a race I'm just doing it um, where even crazier people than I am will try and bike across the country as fast as they can either individually or as, or as teams um, and I thought that was a really really cool challenge and uh, I don't know I guess the idea has kind of been there ever since and I haven't really been able to see the Western part of the U S as much. And, um, you know, I've always kind of wanted to, and I love biking. I've been biking since I was really, really young. And I guess in college, um, with swimming being my number one focus, uh, that kind of fell by the wayside a little bit. And that's one of the opportunities that has kind of opened back up since COVID happened when all the pools shut down and whatnot, I really kind of got back on the bike and really got into it and um, have 
was really kind of more just doing it this fall for general fitness. Um, we'll probably do a triathlon um, or two in the spring, uh, but was really kind of just doing it because I enjoyed it. And then, I don't know, as the fall went on, so Princeton uh, did not bring any students back on campus in the fall. And as a result of that, it was kind of somewhat obvious that we probably weren't going to have a season. Um, and then in November, they, uh, they made it official. And uh, with Princeton's calendar this year, we actually don't have any classes in January at all. And that's just kind of the way it works. We kind of were starting a J term this year, but with COVID and everything, it's, it's kind of a wonky schedule. Um, and so without swimming, I kind of all of a sudden had this big hole in my calendar in the month of January. And I really wanted to do something with that because I'd never really had a full five ish weeks to, to do kind of whatever I wanted because I was always focused on swimming and training and, um, during that time period. And so I started thinking about different ideas. Um, I'm uh, going to go to medical school next year. And so one of the things I really wanted to do was uh, if COVID had been better, I really wanted to kind of go to a different country and uh, maybe do some service work there. Um, but as COVID kind of got worse and worse, it was very obvious that that was not uh, an appropriate or a smart decision. Um, so I started thinking about some other things and in, I, I don't know, I guess I just decided that this bike trip was, was something that could be done safely uh, with COVID and also would be like a really, really awesome challenge. And as you said, the fulfillment of a lifelong goal. And so I started training for that um, and in like mid-ish November and then started, you know, getting the pieces together. And um, as I was doing that, I really kind of felt um, kind of a drive to do more. Um, I didn't want this bike trip, I felt like this was an incredible opportunity to make a difference in some way. And so I um, started to think about different ways I could give back and, and use this um, as an opportunity. And I've, I have multiple family members and close friends that are currently undergoing cancer treatments. And so that kind of was the, the natural cause to devote this trip to. Um, and St. Jude's is just an incredible place um, where all of their patients receive care, top-notch, like top 10 ranked in the country, cancer treatment, and it's all for free. And so it doesn't matter how much or how little the family makes, they never pay a dime. And the hospital depends on donations in order to be able to fund that treatment and fund their research. And so I just felt like it was an incredible um, mission and, um, just really was really excited about, you know, being able to raise some money to help make a difference. And, and then, yeah, the $23,000 um, goal comes from a thousand dollars a day, which I thought was a, uh, a good chunk of change that could help make a difference and also a, a feasible fundraising goal. But, you know, hopefully as all swimmers, we always want to uh, exceed our goals. So hopefully it will be more than $23,000. Uh, so first things first, if people want to donate, where are they going? Um, so first thing, so you can check out two of my teammates, um, have been kind enough to help me uh, with social media. So if you go on, on Instagram or on Facebook as in bike, and then the number four St. Jude, 
um, you should be able to find our page. And, uh, and then there's also a, a link that I think probably is best if you guys could hyperlink it to the video or something like that. Um, that would be great where people can donate um, and you can see your progress and see how much everyone else has donated and would really, really mean the world, not only to me, but also in the lives of many children now and in the future. Um, if you were to donate whatever you can this year, I know it's been a tough year for all of us given COVID, but would, would be an incredible gift. We're, uh, we're going to, we're going to put all the links in there. Uh, if you're on Instagram at bike underscore four underscore saint underscore jude um we're gonna put the donation link in there uh and so hopefully as you said we can exceed that goal um it sounds like a really cool cause um and and yeah fingers crossed that 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 uh this can really help some kids out and certainly in a weird time in in health worldwide um so let's, let's talk about this ride. First of all, you decide to do this and you start training for it mid-November. If my math is correct, that's about six or seven weeks of training before you go and ride 2,300 miles, 100 miles a day. Uh, I talked to a, a swimmer from Mizzou, Danny Kovac, who did, you know, a hundred mile ride in a day and, and it was in the mountains so probably a little bit different, but you know, he was like, okay, yeah, like I wanted to do a century ride and ended up being, I think around 130 maybe, but, uh, it's a little different than 2,300 miles. What, what, how do you only do this on six weeks of training? Yeah. So I, I don't know, I guess I would like to think it was a rational decision so far. It seems that it's working out well, but you know, we're only about a third of the way through, but, um, I'd been staying in shape, um, kind of prepared to have a season. Um, I was really hoping to have a season. And so was, I'm still in very good shape overall and, uh, felt, <clears throat> and it was just translating it to the bike for the most part, getting my body used to being on a bike for longer periods of time. And I guess the crazy part of it was, uh, before this trip, I had never done a ride over about 75 miles on the road. Um, and in mid-November, uh, kind of the test that I did is I did a, what was essentially a hundred mile time trial on a, uh, smart bike trainer in my basement, which is basically just like five hours of going as hard as I could. That sounds um, terrible. <laughs> it, it, was, it, was, it was pretty awful. There's like, there's a black hole in those five hours that I don't really remember a ton, but, um, yeah. <laughs> I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to do that and push myself as hard as I could. And then see how I was able to recover the next day. Mm. Um, because I knew I'd have to, you know, if I could go at 100% effort and feel like I was good enough to do that again, you know, I could go like 80, 70 or 80% these days and still be able to sufficiently, rec sufficiently recover. And um, so the next day I, I woke up and, uh, you know, was able to function uh, <laughs> normally. And, and so that was kind of a turning point for me where I realized, okay, I can do this. And, um, and so far that's been the case. Um, I've done, uh, at least 110 miles every day. So today was actually a really big day. I did 161 miles on the bike, um, which was awesome because I had, I had a really awesome tailwind. So my average, 
moving speed was 24.4 miles per hour um, over about <laughs> eight hours. And then there's a lunch break in there and stuff. So that adds a little time in, but it was a really sweet day. But yeah, most of the time I've been doing um, somewhere between 120 and 140 miles each day. Um, so I might actually get to Florida a little bit ahead of schedule, but you never know with the weather and especially with Texas, the winds could change. Like if it had been a headwind today instead of a tailwind, I probably only would have gotten like 90 miles in. Um, mm -hmm. So um, you just got to kind of get it while the getting's good um, and, and take advantage of when you have the opportunity. Yeah, which is, it sounds like there's, you know, quite a few factors and it's very interesting. Obviously it's much different than swimming in a pool or swimming period for that matter. Um, so, I mean, what are, tell me about some of the other factors you have to just kind of calculate in on a daily basis when you're doing something like this. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, swimming has definitely prepared me very, very well um, for this trip, I would say overall. And that um, there are some things that I still notice, like I hate the first hour of the ride because it's cold and I never mm. like getting in the pool early in the morning. <laughs> So I guess some things translate <laughs> over to the bike for sure. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just being able to, to keep going when you don't necessarily always want to. Yesterday, um, I had a climb where um, it was a, on average about a 6% gradient. So I went up 1,600 feet in just about five miles. And so that's really, really steep. I don't really know the best way to uh, – to you know do an analogy for it but it's really steep <laughs> yeah and um and you know I, I there were definitely times where I wanted to like quit or just get in the car and I knew that I couldn't um and just kind of kept going and just do one pedal in front of the other and um and you know swimming kind of really taught me to just keep moving even though you don't necessarily always want to and and then also of course there's the monotony of it at times uh, <laughs> So like, especially um, as I'm getting into the flatter areas, it's, there's not, it's not very interesting all the time. And I think swimming has really helped me mentally um, be prepared for that and uh, kind of have some mind, mind tricks and stuff that keeps me entertained and keeps me engaged. And um, I would say most importantly, uh, like getting into rhythm and finding, uh, finding that kind of flow state where time just kind of goes by um, and you're still able to, to get a good effort in. So um, a lot definitely has translated. And then some of the other things I need to think about is nutrition is key. Um, that's like the really, really big thing. Um, I don't think I've ever eaten this much before in my life uh, <laughs> when I'm, when I'm on the bike. So I do about 80 miles in the morning and then let's say 50 to 60 in the afternoon, depending on how far I'm going. And um, then I have a lunch break, about a 30 minute lunch break in between. And for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I ha have somewhere between a thousand and 1500 calories. And then when I'm on the bike, I have a uh, hundred calorie snack about every 40 minutes. And then I carry three liters of water on the bike with me. Um, so, so it's like, and I, and I go through two sets. So I go, go through probably about six to eight liters of water total. I like sports drink total over the course of the day. And then it's a lot of applesauce packets, almond butter, raisins are kind of the main snacks that I'm using. And then 
breakfast, lunch, and dinner is a lot of rice. And I'm trying to stick as much to a whole foods style diet as I can, even though I know I could eat a pizza every night and be okay. Um, being able to recover is definitely top of my mind. And one of the things that's been really fortunate is that my coaches uh, lent me a, one of our Normatex um, compression leggings for this, which has been awesome. So I use that for like 45 minutes every night. And then I'll also do foam rolling and um, kind of some other types of muscle release and stretching and, and whatnot. So it's, uh, it's definitely a lot of it's very, very optimized. Um, at least, you know, in, I, I'd like to think it's optimized. <laughs> Uh, the Norma Tech sounds key, especially, I mean, I'm sure your legs are just taking beating every day. Uh, yeah. And so the food sounds great. I mean, six to eight liters of water by itself is just so much water, um, which again, I mean, a hundred miles a day is a crazy distance, a hundred, you know, hundred plus. Um, Tell me about what you're having for, for those meals, aside from a lot of rice. I'm, I'm just curious personally. Yeah. Um, so it's been a lot of, I don't know. So breakfast, it depends because some of these hotels, most of them aren't doing hot breakfasts anymore. They are not mm -hmm. um, because of COVID. And so, I don't know, I guess breakfast is one of those 400 calorie uh, bags of microwavable rice, plus probably a, a half a, like, half a sleeve of rice cakes plus probably plus two bananas and if they have eggs at the hotel i'll do like six or seven eggs if they don't have it i'll do um i i have a bunch of canned salmon um hmm. so that's kind of been one of the things that i've gone gone towards a lot and then in lunch um i'll do an entire pack of deli meat um <laughs> So I'll have like another one of those things of rice and then an entire pack of uh, deli meat and then I think a coconut water and an apple and a banana. And that is pretty much good to go for lunch. And then dinner's kind of a little bit more of the same rice. Um, one night we had uh, Rudy's barbecue, which was really, really good. So I got a bunch of chicken and um, brisket and stuff. So that was awesome. And then I've given myself some, some treat days every now and again. So when I got, when we got to El Paso, which meant I'd crop, which was two nights ago, um, I had crossed the continental divide. And so I knew that I only had one more day of kind of hard climbing and then it was going to be predominantly downhill. So for, for a treat, I had a milkshake that night, um, and I'll, I'll probably have another one once I get through Texas because that will be another big milestone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, dang. So that's, <laughs> as, as swimmers, obviously we love food. So I love hearing about everyone's diet and what they're eating, um, especially for, you know, something as taxing and, you know, something requiring so much nutrition as that. Um, and, you know, you talked about the mental side of it too. So let's get into that. Cause I think that's a big component. Um, I mean, especially if you're somewhere flat, I mean, just eight hours a day, just pedaling. It's not like swimming where you can be like, all right, we're going to do, a, I'm going to change strokes or I'm going to do, I am, or I'm going to do distance or I'm going to do sprint. It's like, you're just doing the same thing <laughs> for eight hours. Um, I mean, how, 
what 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 are those mind tricks that you that you've developed from swimming in the right. cycling? Yeah. Well, I think one of the 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 biggest similarities is that I'm still looking at a line for the most part, which is the side of the road, um, <laughs> the lane line on the side of the road. So um, some things don't change. I guess it just changes color. It's white now and black. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and it never ends. But um, I think, you know, it's, it's all about breaking it down into smaller chunks. Um, so it's, it's a little bit harder when it's just flat. But even today, I had, there was really kind of four sections that were about 40 miles each. And so instead mm -hmm. of thinking about a 160 mile ride, think about it as 40 miles. And then even within that, break it up, I break it, I measure things in terms of snack time now. So it's, uh, it, it'll be about 15 to 20 miles between snacks. And so break it into an even smaller chunk. Um, and that, that all just makes it more manageable. And then I guess kind of other mind tricks or I don't know, some of the, sometimes you just kind of count, count pedal strokes and then count again. And then you kind of like lose count. Um, and I think also just really trying to enjoy uh, the ride and, and be in the moment as much as you can, um, I find really helps. Like for the most part, it's been really beautiful scenery and some stuff that I've never seen before. Like yesterday, I biked at least 30 miles, um, four 30 miles within about two miles of the border of the US-Mexico border. So I'd never seen the border wall before. And so that was really, really interesting. Um, and, and then, you know, you can't really ever fully zone out in biking. Um, like I guess you kind of can in swimming and that there are cars on these roads. Um, and so I, I do need to like be very cognizant of my surroundings and also the road in front of me because some of these roads are really not that great. Um, actually, I would say one of the mentally most challenging days was the second day where the roads were so bad, I had to slow down from, if it's a flat road, I go about 20 miles per hour. Um, normally, I just slow down from 20 to 14 miles per hour because the roads were so bumpy. And um, so that was just super frustrating um, to kind of lose all that time. But I just kind of had to tell myself like, this is out of my control. Um, I was a little upset about myself for not choosing a better route, but um, like, again, in the moment, like there was nothing that I could do to change it. And so just kind of had to focus on what I could control and, and kind of staying focused on that. Yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking as you were describing it before, I was thinking about some of the scenery you're going through. Um, I mean, are you able to, to take that in and to stay present and, you know, just appreciate everything that you are seeing? Yeah, for the most part, um, I have been able to, which has been um, really stunning. Um, I've kind of been on a wide variety of roads from kind of your backcountry roads to actually I've done some <laughs> riding on the interstate because out west you're actually allowed to ride on the interstates because there are no other roads to ride on. So you mm -hmm. ride on, on the shoulder, um, which is something that I never expected. Um, but yeah, I mean, like going through Arizona, you saw the cactus the cactuses like on the side of the road. Um, you, this, I mentioned the border wall already yesterday. I actually biked through um, Guadalupe Mountains National Park, which was that really hard climb. 
but it was also super beautiful at the same time. And um, sometimes it's hard to take in the scenery. Like if you're doing like after that climb up, I was going down and it was really steep. And so I was going like 40 miles an hour. Uh, <laughs> and so you, at, at that point in time, you can't enjoy the scenery. You have to focus on the road. But um, for the most part, like I am able to kind of look around me and enjoy it. Although of course, you know, as in swimming, there are times where like, you really kind of have to just put your head down and like really grind through it. And so during those, those times can't enjoy it as much, but you know, that's just a part of, part of the journey, I would say. Yeah. Do you listen to music at all? Um, I try not to. Um, I think one for safety, um, just because there's cars around and I've thought about having one earphone in on one side and not on the car side, Hmm. but I find it's harder to get in a rhythm for me, at least when I have music going, because I know that a song is about four minutes long. Um, and so it, it kind of, it just constrains the time too much. Like, Oh, only three songs have passed. Whereas if you just yeah. kind of let things go, it, it sounds crazy, but an hour <laughs> can pass and I, I like won't realize it um, sometimes. I've, I've, I, I went, I was uh pretty big into running for a while and I felt the same way about running with music versus not running with music um I think yeah it it like you said constrains the time it's like oh it's only been 10 minutes because I know those two songs are five minutes each and, uh, and, and also um you this is like it's very important for me to be in tune with my body and be aware and not mm-hmm. push it too hard I would say the first day I actually almost pushed it a little too hard. Um, I'm a really big fan of the whoop straps and I, it's a logarithmic scale. It gives you a scale of zero to 21. It's logarithmic and it's almost impossible to get 21. That first day I was at 20.7 because I had pushed it so hard, which, um, and so since then I really made sure to dial it back and, really make sure that I don't push my heart rate too much or too long um, because this is a 23 day effort, not a one hour or two hour effort. Yeah. Like swim practices. Yeah. And I, I think music at swim practices is great, but, but yeah, obviously, like you said, music can really get you going and mm-hmm. probably not in a sustainable way like, like that. Uh, I would, yeah, I would think classical music would be something that's <laughs> conducive to sustaining an effort for hours on end. But um, so you're on, you're about a third of the way through now. Um, how are you feeling, you know, just kind of emotionally and mentally about where you're at right now, just in terms of the mileage you put on and the mileage you still have to go? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Mother Nature always has its own plans, but I think overall, I'm feeling pretty confident um, at this point. I think after the first couple of days, and especially now that I'm through the mountains, uh, for the most part, it's all the climbing's done. Um, and really, like some of it, at least through Texas, is going to be a lot of, largely dependent on Mother Nature. And that if the winds are in my favor, I can have an awesome day like I did today. And uh, cover a lot of ground but then also if it's 
really, really windy in the wrong direction or if it's raining, the progress will be a lot slower. So I don't necessarily, you know, I don't want to say it's a done deal um, by any regard. I still have mileage to go, but I definitely feel pretty confident in my ability to recover and, and put on this type of effort day after day so far. Yeah. That's, that's pretty sweet. And so what does the rest of your roadmap look like in terms of places you're going to be in? Yeah. Um, so because, because I, before this trip, I would not necessarily say I was brimming with confidence that this would even be, that I would even be able to do this. So in some ways this has been a, uh, an experiment into like, can I push myself to failure in some ways? Mm. Um, so we've really kind of taken it, we're taking it almost day by day in terms of mapping out the route. We have our general route, which is I'll end up in Jacksonville, Florida, kind of go across Texas. We're going to go, I'm going to go north of Austin and, and then kind of go through Baton Rouge, Mobile, Mobile Alabama, Pensacola, then kind of just hug the coast into into florida and then into jacksonville so i have the general route down but um it takes a lot of time to plan out these routes and we weren't exactly sure how many miles i would be able to do each day like i never would have guessed that i would be able to do 160 miles in one day and so we did we didn't want to line up our night stays too far in advance because if i did day after day of exceeding my goal then like it all be out of whack um mm-hmm. so we're just kind of taking it about two to three days in advance right now nice that's that's pretty exciting uh well matthew i i appreciate you coming on taking the time out of your <laughs> out of your very precious non-cycling hours today to to talk with me to share this insight about your journey um, any, any parting thoughts or anything else you want to share before we sign off? Um, I think the only thing I'd, I'd like to finish with is that I really hope that anyone that's listening to this will consider donating uh, to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and will follow me around, follow me through the rest of the route and um, hopefully share this story because I really want uh, to help as many people out through this journey as I can and, and you as the listener are instrumental in making that happen. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.